www.radiothen.network. California Carlson doesn't often get letters, particularly since he withdrew his application from the Matrimonial Bureau. So the legal-looking envelope that came to the Bar 20 addressed to him was something to get excited about, even before he looked at its exciting contents. Dear Mr. Carlson, I regret to inform you that your cousin, Mr. Thomas Baxter, has passed on. Your presence is required at the Boxo Ranch in the above county, two weeks from date for the reading of the will. The other beneficiaries have been notified. I'm looking forward to serving you in any way possible. Very truly yours, David J. Potter... Attorney at Law, Executor. But the two weeks seemed more like two years to California until the night finally arrived when he and Hoppy rode up to the gate of the box hole. Hoppy wasn't quite as enthusiastic. I just made a weighty decision, California. Yeah, what's that? I must love you like a brother. I don't believe there's another man in the county I'd be out with, riding around in the middle of the night in this kind of weather. Well, here's the gate. What's that sign read? Hmm, Boxo Ranch. Visitors welcome. Tom Baxter, owner. Good old Tom. Real hospitable fella right here. Like the folks dropped in and friendly like. Hold it. Someone's shooting at us from the ridge up there. Get down. I'm down already. Flat in my face. There he is. He's going back over the ridge. Well, he's out of range for a six gun. Let me get my Winchester out. No use now. He's gone. Well, I'll be... Yeah, so will I. Visitors, welcome, huh? Good old cousin Tom. Yeah, you know, Hoppy, maybe you're right about that will. The old bar 20 looks better all the time. Now, why don't we... No. What use I got for money? Oh, come on. Let's mosey back home and forget it, huh? Five minutes ago, I'd take me up on it, California. But right now, you couldn't keep me away from the Foxo with a team of wild horses. Listen to that thunder. Consarn it, Hoppy. We got no business here. Uh, uh, good evening, ma'am. What do you want? How do you do, ma'am? We're, uh... I'm sorry we don't take in strangers. You got caught out in the storm. It's no fault of mine. Oh, now, no, wait a minute. Uh, I'm California Carson. Uh, I'm supposed to be here. Oh, what about your friend here? I'm Hopalong Cassidy, ma'am. We'd appreciate it if you could... That uh... will be up to Mr. Potter to decide. This is a ranch house, not a hotel. Well, don't stand there. Come in. Yes, sir. <clears throat> it's a sin, that's what it is. Poor Mr. Tom, hardly cold in his grave, and everybody flocking around to see what they can get. Where do you want us to put our things, Mrs., uh... Hackett. Miss Matilda Hackett. Hmm. Your room's at the head of the stairway, and you can take your horses out there to the barn. Mr. Potter's in the study. You better see him first. I wash my hands. <laughs> Box Hole Ranch. Visitors welcome. Nice, friendly reception we got, California. <laughs> First time I've been called a coyote by an old buzzard like that. <laughs> Come on, we better talk to Mr. Potter. And keep your hand close to your hip. He might be even more hospitable than Miss Hackett. Wait a minute, what's that? Must be Mr. Potter. Sounds like Quiet. I want it, I want it now. I'm simply trying to be reasonable, I'm Ralph. I'm through, I'm proving reasonable. 
I need that money, and there's no reason why I can't get an advance. My father left me a share of his estate, and I want it now. Why can't you wait until the will is read? That's none of your business, Porter. I think I know why, Ralph. You've been gambling in town. All right. So I have. And I've got to pay Ogden off tonight. Well, you can't pay him off. That's all there is to it. All, is... all right, Potter. Call me when Cousin Phineas gets here. I don't want to be late for that reading. I'm afraid I must apologize for Ralph, gentlemen. He's not like his father. I'm David Potter. How do you do? We just got in, Mr. Potter. I wonder if you've uh, got an extra place for me. Of course. There's a double bed in the room upstairs. You're perfectly welcome to it. Thanks. According to Mr. Baxter's instructions, the Wilsons, but tonight, we'll proceed with the reading when all the beneficiaries are here. <clears throat> uh, when do you reckon that'll be, Mr. Potter? Well, they've all arrived except Cousin Phineas Phipps. He ought to be here any minute. Then we'll get together in the library. Good. Shall we take our stuff upstairs, California? Uh, you go ahead, Hoppy. Reckon I'll go out for the barn and look after the hot. California, Cousin Phineas just arrived. We're meeting in the library for the reading of the will in five minutes. Well, All right, everyone. All right. Now that we're here, I'll read the will. I'm good to hear that. Very simple, right to the point. I, Thomas Baxter, being of sound mind and not acting under duress, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. My property and all my holdings shall be equally divided between my daughter, Ruth Baxter, my son, Ralph Baxter, California Carlson, Matilda Hackett, Joshua Coulter, and Phineas Phipps. Will the proviso that should any of these people die... His or her share shall be divided among the remaining legatees. What? Why, why, that's utter insanity, Mr. Potter. What's what wrong with it, Cousin Phineas? Why, why, it's not like Cousin Thomas at all. Why, it's it's an instrument of the devil. A temptation I to think work. I know what you mean, Cousin Phineas. Huh? I'm afraid I don't, Mr. Cassidy. Well, as it stands now, six people divide the estate equally. Well, if one dies, the rest get his share. It might be a temptation for someone to, uh, well, whittle down the number of beneficiaries. That's just right. Oh, I know it sounds pretty brutal, but we might as well face the facts. The facts. Uh, Mr. Potter, uh, seeing as we all live a spell longer, what do we get? Uh, not much, I'm afraid. The land's practically worthless, and there's a big bank loan to be paid off. Uh, however, I could manage to raise something for the beneficiaries if they'd all agree to sell. All right, let's find out what they'll do. Good idea. Please answer as I call your name. Well, I, for one, feel that this Now, Matilda Hackett. Why, yes, if you think it's best, Mr. Potty. Ralph Baxter? There's nothing else to do. I'll sell. Ruth Baxter? Ruth? I won't sell. Any particular reason? That's quite all right. It's up to you, my dear. Uh, Joshua Coulter. Speak up, Josh. I'll sell. California Carlson. Well, Mr. Potter, I give this a lot of thought. And I... Won't sell. I said, uh... Huh? Uh, that's right, yeah. No sense in selling, no, no sense at all. Well, that makes three for selling and two against. Well, looks like it's up to you, Cousin Phineas. Cousin Phineas. What's wrong, Mr. Potter? Phineas, he's, he's dead. Then there was a shot. It, it came through the window. Let's go out and take a look. Come on, everyone. Ruth, look out. Stand back. I told you, Hoppy, we should have turned back at the gate there. Take it easy. You aren't dead yet. Nothing out here. Well, of course there isn't. You expect the killer to hang around and wait for us? Uh, came through the window here. I'm I'm sure of it. Well, right now, I'm not sure of anything. What do you mean? Now, let's see. 
It could have come through the window. Phineas was sitting right in that chair there. And wait a minute. What's wrong, Huffy? Take a look through the window here, Mr. Potter. Huh? What's the matter, Mr. Cassidy? In there by the table. Good Lord, the body. Huh? Phineas, his body's gone. Tension and fear in the Boxall Ranch House now as the five remaining heirs to the estate of Tom Baxter retire for the night. California is less willing than ever to claim his share of the estate now as he and Hoppy talk to Ruth Baxter in their room. So you think there was something strange about your father's death, Miss Ruth? I know there was, Mr. Cassidy. I think my father was murdered. Murdered? But but he died right there in that bed. Because someone poisoned him. Slowly, over a long period of time. I think he knew it, too, toward the end. But why would anyone kill him? They wanted the ranch. Yet, according to Mr. Potter, it's practically worthless. Well, that's what Mr. Potter says. I don't believe it. I've tried to get an accounting of income and expenses, but Mr. Potter says there isn't any such thing. My father was a businessman, Mr. Cassidy. He can't run his ranch without a set of books. Hmm. But your father never said anything? Oh, no. He couldn't talk near the end. Just lay in his bed here reading that book of Channing's essays on the table there. You see, he was partly paralyzed. It affected his speech. Poison, huh? You say this is the book your father always read, Miss Ruth? Yes. Channing was a favorite of his. Ah, oh, it looks pretty well thumbed over, especially this section here. Hmm. Look at that. What is it, Hoppy? It's like Mr. Baxter underlined a passage here. All wavery, as if you can hardly hold a pencil. Well, that's strange. What does it say? Thank heaven for books. They are the voices of the distant and the dead. Books. The voices of the dead. I wonder if he was trying to tell us something. Someone was listening at that door, that door. Uh, There's no one there now. Wake up. Uh, uh, Hoppy, what in their nation there? Shh, listen. What's that? Something moving behind the walls. Light the lamp. Yeah, coming up. Concern it went out. Shucks went out again. What's the matter? I keep scratching matches and they keep blowing out. There's a powerful draft coming from somewhere. Well, that's funny. The window shut, so is the door. Try another one. Mm, you see what I mean? Yeah. The draft's coming right straight out of the wall. From under this picture of old Tom Baxter here. Now what you up to? It is hollow. There's a passageway behind this wall here. And I'll bet this panel under the picture is the door. Well, doggone. What did old Tom Baxter be doing with a contraption like that? The Foxo was built during the Indian trouble. Probably protection for the women folk. There ought to be a catch here somewhere. What's that? Sounds like someone's down the library. Take a look out the window here. There's a light down there. Yeah, from the library. Wonder who it is. I ain't too curious. Come on, we can climb down the trellis here onto the porch. I'd like to take a peek through that library window. Well, Mr. Potter... Up rather late, aren't you, Ralph? I might say the same of you. 
And uh, I hate to be overly curious, Potter, but I'd like to know what you're doing in my room. I want to talk to you. Oh? Yes, I have certain suspicions about what's going on here, and I think it's fair that I face them out with you before I take them elsewhere. Go on, Potter. I'm interested. Where did you go just now? To the library. Why? I couldn't sleep. I uh, thought some reading would relax me. Any more questions? You'd better ask them now, because when you're finished, I've got a few myself. One more question. Why did you kill Cousin Phineas? <laughs> well, that's very strange. <laughs> that's the first question I was going to ask you. Drop it, Ralph. I think I know why you went down to the library. Go on. Phineas was shot from inside the room. I found this on the floor. A revolver cartridge case. It was under your chair. Well, you're changing your tactics a little, aren't you? Now it's a frame. You're trying to hang that killing on me. Well, you won't get very far, I'm afraid. I told you, I'm trying to be fair with you, Ralph. <laughs> There's an old saying, Potter. Thank heaven for books. They are the voices of the distant and the dead. Mean anything to you? Where'd you hear that? Oh, yeah. Just happened to overhear it tonight, and it gave me an idea. I looked up my father's ranch accounts down in the library. Accounts? How did... Never mind how I found them. And they told me a lot. Number one, there are 1,500 head of cattle missing. Run off somewhere waiting for the beneficiaries to sell out. Number two, there's oil on the property. Five eastern outfits are angling to buy it right now. And number three, you're the crook who killed my father and who's trying to hoodwink us into selling. That's a pretty serious charge, Ralph. I'm glad you're laying it on the line because the one thing I want to do is get you up in court to repeat it. Don't worry, I will. You know, there's another old saying, Ralph. The best defense is a first-class attack. You've heard that one, too, haven't you? Get out of my room. I advise you to be around in the morning when the sheriff gets here. Good night, Ralph. Going someplace, Mr. Potter? Oh, Cassidy. Hey, he put traffic around this house for three in the morning. I've been talking to Ralph. I'm very tired. Do you mind if I... I'll only be a minute. What about Ralph? I'd rather not say any more until the sheriff gets here in the morning, so... If you don't mind... What was that? Came from Ralph's room. That door's locked. Stand back. Well, Potter, do you still think Ralph's a murderer? Good Lord, he's dead. Yeah. Shot while he was sitting in this chair here. But the room was locked. Doors and windows both. How could anyone get I in here? I've got a pretty good idea how, California. Come on out in the hall. Stay right there, Potter. I'll do no such thing. Did you hear what I said? Well, all right, Cassidy, if you think so. What is it, Hoppy? That secret passageway runs right through the wall opposite the chair. Stay flat against it and you'll be safe. Now listen. I want you to put Potter in the other chair. Keep him there, you understand? Then start asking him questions. You know what to say. Yeah, but what are you going to... Wait a minute. Oh, Miss Ruth. Mr. Cassidy, I heard the shot. It's your brother. Ralph? What's happened? I've no time to explain now. I need your help. Do what I told you, California. And you better keep your gun handy. I don't think Potter will like sitting in that chair after you start asking those questions. See here, Carlson, I refuse... Easy now, Mr. Potter. Just lean back in your chair there and relax. Will you put down that gun? Nope. Now let's get back to the story, Mr. Potter. Hoppy and I seen in the books that someone struck oil up in Boulder Canyon and ranch property, right? 
Right. Then if someone figures how handy it'd be if old Tom Baxter was to up and die. Right? Will you shut up? Nope. So someone sees to it that old Tom dies of a mysterious stomach ailment, runs off his stock and tries to bluff the heirs into selling out. Please, Carlson, not here, I tell you. Nope. Not unless you want to tell me who your partner is, Mr. Potter. I, I can't talk here. Where's Cassidy? Pretty busy right now, checking on something else. Uh, shall we start back at the beginning again, Mr. Potter? I'm sure the door to the passageways here under the picture... You say you can't remember? I don't know anything about it, Mr. Cassidy. What well, beats me how you could grow up in this house and not know about it. Oh, we weren't allowed in here as children. Why? Father had a strange feeling about that picture. We, we were never allowed to touch it. Wait, that's it, the picture. What do you mean? Let's see now. The spring is obviously underneath. I can't move it. <gasps> Look. There she goes. A sliding panel. Why, well, never would have been each. You think he's in there? Yeah. Trying to decide whether or not to kill Potter before California makes him talk. Maybe you better stay here. Not on your life. I'm going with you. We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the Radio Then Dot Network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network Now back to Hopalong Cassidy and The Voice of the Dead. answer to the mysterious murders at the Box Old Ranch House isn't far off now as California holds David Potter at gunpoint in the room where Ralph Baxter was killed. Knowing that behind the wall at his back the killer is ready to fire if Potter starts to talk. Meanwhile, Hoppy and Ruth work their way down the secret passageway toward the murderer's hiding place. Hold it. Oh. Can you see anything? Listen, I'm getting tired of waiting, Potter. When you reckon you're gonna tell me who your partner is. Will you be reasonable, Carlson? No. It's right around this corner. Stay right here. All right. Good luck, Hoppy. Thanks. I ain't no reasonable move tonight, Mr. You're conniving with someone to grab off this ranch. You wasn't exactly reasonable about fool old Finney's picture, Ralph Baxter, there, was it? Please, Carlson, he'll kill me if I... And maybe if he don't, I will. Half past three in the morning and sometimes I don't think straight when I miss my sleep. Now you're going to talk or no? All right. All right, I'll talk, Carlson. Put down that gun. I said put it down. Oh, Hoppy! It's all right, Miss Ruth. Hoppy, you all right? Yeah, take Potter back to our room and tell him his partner just retired from business. Hoppy! Ah, there you are, mister. Who is it? Turn him over, California. Right, Hoppy. Uh, there you go. Cousin Phineas. Suffering snakes. Oh, I thought... Yeah, so did I. That was quite an act you pulled down the library, Potter. 
It was his idea. He wanted to play it safe. So you fired into the floor and hustled us all out on the porch while the body disappeared, huh? That's right. Oh, please, Cassidy, I I can't talk now. I don't blame you. Better save your breath with the story you're going to tell the sheriff when he gets here. Ruth. Yes? Better get everybody in here. Better get everybody in here. I want to tell them they can rest easy now. I think we've lost our last beneficiary. Uh, excuse me, Hoppy. Huh? He just lost one more. Me. Now, wait a minute, California. You know you're entitled. Nope, not me. I learned a good lesson here at the box hole, Hoppy. It's better to be a live cowpoke than a dead millionaire. <laughs> www.radiothen.network